Welcome to the podcast that's dedicated to helping business owners to prepare for exit so you can maximize value and exit on your terms. This is the Exit Insights podcast presented by Succession Plus. I'm Daryl Bates-Brownsort and today I'm talking to Rocky Lovani from Profit Comes First. I met Rocky recently and uh, he was sharing his concepts around just turning the, the normal business model on its head. And instead of profit being the last thing that comes out of your, your P&L and your, you know, running your business, he's gone, let's flip it around and uh, let's think about profit first. So that, that's the most important thing. Rocky, I've probably done it a bit, bit of a disservice, but why don't you give us an introduction and, um, and we'll talk about your business modeling and um, how it all works. Thank you so much for having me, Daryl. And I think you did a wonderful job. I, I work with small business owners and our goal is at the end of the day to make you more profitable. You went into this business to create an income, to be profitable. And too often, I think for many business owners, profit tends to be a leftover. I mean, if you take the equation that we're all told, sales minus expenses equals profit. Well, where is profit? It's a leftover. It's something that you find about late in the game. And it's something that for many business owners is elusive. And so what we did is switch the equation to sales minus profit equals expenses. So we take our profits first and we constrain our expenses because business owners just have this tendency to spend every dollar that they have. Well, I, I, it's it's interesting, and I, and and as you were speaking, I, I was thinking, I'm going, what's led us down this path? And I think one of the things is perhaps the tax system. You know, we're we're encouraged by our accountants to let's minimize profit, let's let's um, structure things how we can and minimize profit because we pay tax on profit, and uh, so perhaps that's not helping us either. I'm not encouraging everyone wants to go and pay more profit, uh, pay more tax, but um, yeah, it's it's an influencer, I'm sure. So I'll tell you a dirty secret. And, and this is based on, okay. on human behavior. If you call your tax person and he says you owe $20,000, you're going to scream at him or her, be mad at them. Maybe you'll even fire them. If you call your tax person and say, hey, I got you a $2,000 refund, you're going to love them. But here's the thing. In order to go from that tax to the refund, that accountant's going to encourage you to spend money. Go buy a new truck. Go do this. Go do that. And that's how they're going to get your taxes negative so they look like a hero. Three months from now, when you have to pay for that and your cash flow is horrible, they're not around, right? You're not calling them going, hey, why is my cash flow so bad? That's not the conversation that's being had. So they're doing essentially what you have taught them to do, give you an answer that you're not going to get mad about. And, and it's a shame. And so these things start to happen. And when you question why, I think you get that bigger picture of what's the right way to do it. Yeah. And to, to you know, jump in the accountant seat now and to defend them a little bit, I think, you know, what a lot of business owners do is when they first start their business, they go to their accountant and they go, look, I want to set up this business. And the accountant says, okay, tell me a bit about what you're trying to achieve. And they'll give them a brief. And at the very beginning, they want to minimize and, and you know, their risk and their cost and everything. So they go set it up. Yeah, I want to pay as little tax as possible. Cash flow is tight. You know, you know, let's keep it as lean as possible and structure it so I pay you know, minimal tax. 
What they're not doing, I don't think, is going back to their accountant five years later and they're still, or their business has grown, it's now established, they're running a viable business. They're not saying to the accountant, hey, look, I want to change my brief. I no longer you know, struggling on cash flow. I'm, I'm running a profitable business and you know, no one ever went broke paying taxes. So I'm running my business. We need to change the brief from you know, minimizing tax to focusing on equity build and building the valuation of my business. I need to swap from a revenue focus to an equity focus. So um, I just put that out there to all the accountants who are about to you know, email in and say, Daryl, look, you're crazy. And uh, it, it's okay, I'm looking at both sides here. <laughs> I'm married to a CPA. I can tell you these stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between you and me. Okay, so so we're going. We're, we're switching it on its head. We're going sales minus profit equals expenses. We need to you know live to our means, and I guess that that applies to our business. You know, living and growing to our means, and and I guess is what about the caveat of of growth, Rocky? We want to we go into high growth. We've still got to manage cash flow. There's, I guess, funding comes in if we now get some external funding or loans or growth, growth capital. How does that um, play with the equation? So it doesn't change the equation. And there's a couple things to think about. Uh, what happens to a lot of business owners when they get into rapid growth is over time, they get into a situation where the cash flow is not keeping up with growth. Yeah. So while they might have wonderful growth and they might have great sales and the books say they're profitable, the cash is all locked up in places that they can't access it. And that literally brings the entire company to a halt. And so we're very careful about planning for growth, but planning for growth to make sure that you have enough cash to handle the growth. That's the reason many fast growing companies fall apart is yeah. because they don't have cash. They might be profitable, but no cash, no cash, everything stops. The second thing is depending on how your funding came in, one of the things that, and so I'm going to call everybody out, you know, under the bus today, you go to private equity and they hand you money. They want you to spend it and they want you to grow super fast. The reality is they know that one out of 10 of their deals is going to make them a ton of money. Yeah, They know four out of five of them are going to break even, and they know five are going to go bust. They don't care, right? Their goal is they're looking for the one out of 10. When they hand you money, they're going to force you to spend it, even if you spend it inappropriately. And I think when we give business owners cash, they just have the habit of burning through it. And so you really have to be constrained and at the end of the day, if I invest cash in a business, I want a return. And you have to make sure how you're investing it truly provides a return. And you know that. And for a lot of business owners, they don't know. They might go out and spend on advertising. We'll say, well, how many sales did your advertising bring in? Like, I don't know. If you don't know the math behind your business, there's a problem. So you've got to figure out all of these and have systems and processes in place to understand the numbers of your business. A hundred percent. And um, I've done a bit of work with some FDs and CFOs over the years. And um, you know, what the big thing they taught me and uh, when I was first learning this myself is that, you know, as you're saying, you know, the business, the, the accounting, looking back on paper, yeah, it looks like we made an amazing profit. 
But from a cash flow perspective, you know, we, we had to incur expenses before the money came in and, and it suffocated us. And uh, so, you know, the FD or the CFO coming in and, and, and doing the cash flow forecast and making sure we're on top of the cash um, so that we don't go out the back door, as you suggest. So, um, and then before we go through those growth curves, you know, it's, it, it's amazing, isn't it? When we tell the story, we, we, we look back and we tell the story about how we grew 10, 20, 15, whatever it is, percentage growth per year. But the real story is it's not a nice exponential curve. We, we go up and you know, it, it's growing pains and, and growth spurts. Yeah, and it's more like a staircase that we go up and we've got to, we go up a step, a step and then we, we settle down and, and, and you know, you, you calibrate to that new level. Then we build a war chest and, and get a bit of cash in the bank and, and, and save up. And then we invest that cash into the new step of growth and step up and then equalize again. It's, it's never a nice smooth curve like it always looks in hindsight when we're telling the story down the pub with our mates and uh, on podcasts even. No, it is a bumpy road. And I think the thing to realize is your business is a system and people have to run the system. If you're not building good systems at the beginning of your business, then the problems as you grow multiply as time goes on. And so you really have to make sure that you've got your systems and processes in place and that they work because it will make the growth much easier. You won't have to struggle as much and you won't have the big mess ups. When you're small, you make a mistake. It's a small mistake, but that same mistake when you're large can cause massive problems. Sure. Okay. So we're talking about systems, processes. Um, yeah, we've got a philosophy around let, let's, let's save some profit yeah, let, let's extract that out. It's a bit like tithing, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll set that aside as, as first um, and then we'll spend what's left. Have you alluding to the fact that there's some tips and um, secrets you've got towards, you know, systemizing to extract profit first? Yeah, the, the listeners that are out there. I'm sure they're going, okay, profit first sounds like a great thing. How do I do it? What do I do differently? So first of all, Profit First is a cash flow management system designed for the way most entrepreneurs do business. So the reality is most entrepreneurs are not opening up their accounting software and saying, how much money do I have? Can I spend it? Most business owners are looking at their bank balance. Yes. Some of them do it multiple times a day. Do I have money? Do I need to sell? Can I spend? How does that all work? Profit first is designed to work the way you behave. So it's a behavioral system for cash flow. And basically what we do is we set up multiple accounts. And it depends on your business, but there are some core basic accounts. The first one is the income account. So all your sales go into one account. So I can look at that account and I can see how much I've actually collected on my sales. And that's an important point. Just because you sell something, it doesn't matter until the money is in the bank, right? It's and not so, <laughs> in the bank, absolutely. We, we celebrate when you look at your income account and you see the cash in the bank. Now, from that income account, we allocate money to other accounts based on percentages. We start with where you're at, but over time, we get to our goal. So this is a process that takes time. This is not an overnight solution. 
it might take you a few years in your business to get from where you are to where you should be. Okay. So we start allocating. The first thing we do is allocate for profit. If you say, hey, I want to be 5% profitable, then we're going to take 5% of your sales and put them in the profit account. The next thing we're going to do is allocate for taxes, because let's face it, it's not your money, it's the government. We tend to spend our tax money, so we put the money aside for taxes, whatever the percentage is, and that goes in the tax account. When it's time to make quarterly tax payments or the, the end of the year comes, it's easy to do that. Now, this is going to sound shocking, but many business owners who use this system, the anxiety of tax time goes away. They know that, hey, if I've got a big tax bill, I can stroke a check for it. They're not so fearful anymore. And they don't mind paying taxes because they know they were profitable. It's, it's the price you pay for success. And they, they seem to view it differently. The next account that we put side is for owner's pay. Too often owners pay themselves last. You're the one who took the risk. You're the one who did the, the work. Why are you paying yourself after everyone else? If your home life is not solid, if you're not financially sound, it's really going to affect the way you run your business. It's just a mindset thing. And, it, and it's, a, it's the way you feel. So if you can handle your finances and make sure your home life is good, you're going to be better in your business. Yep. And then the last place we put our money is the OPEX account. And the operating account is that's where we put our money that we actually have to spend in the business. But we've paid ourselves, we've taken profit, we've covered taxes, and now we know how much is truly there to spend. What this does is when all the money's mixed in one big pot, you think you have a lot more money than you do. And you spend your profit and you spend your pay and you spend your tax money. This gives you a, a much quicker insight of how much you truly have to spend in your business. Now, certain businesses will add some extra accounts. So if you have a high cost of goods, people might put aside a cost of goods account. So every time they sell something, they put the actual cost of goods in a separate account so that they can prepay. They have to, you know, some of my clients, they, they order in from foreign countries. They need to place a large order and then they're sitting on six months of inventory. Well, this allows them to pay for their inventory cash. Some of my clients have businesses that are cyclical or they are seasonal. And what we do is when we hit that season and there's excess cash flow coming in, we remove the excess cash flow and we put it aside. And then when we get to slow months, we remove the excess cash flow so that we can smooth out our cash flow. We're not going boom to bust all the time. So there are a variety of ways, excuse me, that you can adjust this to work what's best for your business. Okay. So, so I, I can see now that you said it, it takes a couple of years, I guess, to really settle this down and see the patterns. Uh, you know, so you're looking for and you're going, hey, okay, so we, we extract the, you know, the, the, we have the main account for all the sales income, then we extract the profit. Um, and off that we go, well, you we need to take tax out. And I'm guessing the tax is a, you're taking a percentage of profit or is that a percentage of the revenue? We just set it for a percentage of revenue, but we set it an appropriate percentage based on your particular business and what we expect your taxes to be. Right. So every time a check for $1,000 comes in, you go, 
10% here, 5% there, 2% there, and then the owners pay whatever. And, and you know, so you just hive it off and you, can, and you can do that quickly and easily. Correct. Now, when you look at your bank account, you know how much you truly have to spend because you've labeled, hey, this is my spending dollars, especially if you have high cost of goods and you're spending your cost of goods on your business operation. That's really going to cause constraints. Yeah. So this tells you, hey, this is for this purpose and it gives you permission to spend it for that purpose. OK, so then you, there's an operating perspective. Do you then what use, I guess, use that for business planning and go, hey, look, in our operating account, the, the leftover account, we've got X amount of dollars there, pounds there. Um, that's our throttle, if you like, for our growth. So if we need to reinvest you know, at 10,000 in, in growth, but there's only eight grand there or you know, 80 or 100 or whatever the relative number is, is all I'm trying to, to get here. And I like nice, simple, small numbers that I can add quickly. Um, You've, you've got your constraint there and you're going, if I want a fast growth and I need, you know, 2x of what I've got available, then then I know what the shortfall is and um, I can either borrow money and get you know, some debt to cover that, but then I need to cover off my debt payments and, and I imagine that goes off into another bucket as well uh, for, for ongoing growth, for, for the return I need to get from my investment. And so this is all based on Parkinson's law. Most people aren't familiar with this, but basically what it says is a business will use up all the time and money allocated to it. So if I come to you and say, okay, we're, we're going to expand our business. And, you know, the first question the salesperson says is, what's your budget and how soon do you need it done? And if you say $10,000 in four weeks, it'll take $10,000 in four weeks. But if you say $2,000 in one week, you'll find a way to get it done in $2,000 in one week. And, and that is basically comes down to you don't need more resources. You need to be more resourceful. We tend to throw money at problems instead of taking the time to think it through and make a better decision. And this couples in and it fits with the 80-20 rule, right? 20% of what you do produces 80% of the results. It's taking the time to figure out the 20% that produce the 80% so you're not wasting time and money. So a big part of profit first is once you start to see where your money's flowing, it's to take the thinking time. Where, where do we have leaks in our business? Where am I paying for software that I no longer use? Where am I paying for services that are duplicated across multiple things? Where's a contract that got renewed and I didn't realize they raised my prices 20%. It's taking the time to go through and say, where's my money actually going? Where are the leaks in my business? And how do I start controlling costs? Everyone wants to talk about top line, which is wonderful, but that's vanity. I want to know about bottom line because that's really the sanity of your business. And at the end of the day, cash is king. And that's what this is all about is, is figuring that out and focusing on the other two. And they're harder for business owners to see. It's real easy to know what your sales are. It's not so easy to see where your money is going and where the profit actually is. Yeah. So I can see that you're, you've got a, a system here and, and you've got, a, I guess, right at the very beginning of the cycle, you know, when the cash comes into the bank, you've developed a behavior, you've got this discipline of, of farming it out into separate buckets, and that gives you immediate visibility and control. 
what what you get in a bank i guess you've got your bank transactions and you can see the the the, the itemized and, and a modern bank accounts all online you can see what's happening fairly quickly but rocky does this influence um the way you look at your your accounts and your your financial records from your your accounting system do you do you set up specific accounts and reports and does it change behavior there well so each of these accounts is a separate bank account and so it will go into your accounting system as a separate bank account. Now, a lot of times you'll get pushback. Oh, that's too many bank accounts. It's not. For most businesses, it's about another 10 transactions a month. So it is not difficult for your bookkeeper or accountant to do this. If they don't understand, most of them don't understand the concept, and that's why they struggle and they fight it. But the reality is it's not that much extra work. What you do is on a set basis. So some people do it once a month. Some people do it twice a month. Some people do it once a week. You move money from your income account to the other accounts. And so it's there and ready for you to spend. The nice thing about this is most people don't get their bookkeeping or accounting updated for a while. So this is giving you real-time feedback of what's going on versus waiting for the everyone to process all your transactions and get you reports. So this is working in real time for you. Okay, so we've got the, the real time information there. <clears throat> so once a business owner you know, has, has implemented this type of system into their business, this, this mindset, I guess it is, what, what's the outcome? What, what, what changes do you see with business owners and, and their businesses that they're running? So what we, here's what they tell me. When they've worked with me for a year, year and a half, because I said it takes time, the biggest thing they say to me is, wow, I've never had so much cash, right? There's actual cash in the business segregated. They can actually start to think bigger. So a lot, we tell them to remove the cash from the business and go create another stream of income. So it, it might be real estate. Maybe we buy the building we're renting. Okay. Maybe you invest in another business. Maybe you just put it away in a retirement account. That's your rainy day safety fund so that should your business run into trouble or, you know, your retirement plan, you've got money somewhere else. And that is probably the biggest thing. Now, this stuff happens a little bit at a time. So most business owners, they might start with one or 2% profit. That's it. Just a little bit. And what we try and tell them is every quarter, just add one extra percent to profit. So we're taking teeny steps. If you try to do this all at once, you'll mess up your business. You can't make big changes in the business because you'll, you'll disrupt everything. But you can make little changes in the business. So if you think about it, if we add 1% this quarter, and then we go to 2% next quarter, and 3% the next quarter, and 4% the next quarter, at the end of two years, you're at 8%. At the end of three years, you're at 12%. By making little teeny changes, you've turned your business from struggling to highly profitable. And, and it's, it's all little, little tiny changes. So we're training, I guess, educating the business owners to look at the accounts daily, um, understand what all the numbers are in real, I guess, simple terms you've laid it out here to help them read it. And I guess 
what you're doing here, Rocky, is, is, is effectively teaching them a form of accounting uh, in a way that hasn't been done before. It, it's a way that works the way they do, right? They want to look at their bank account. They want instant information. And this gives you instant information. This is how much is in you know, my operating account so I know how much I can spend. For, for a person who needs to place large orders, they can look at their cost of goods account and say, okay, I need to place an order. We need to bring in inventory for Christmas. Well, they can look at that account and go, wow, I've got $300,000. I know I can place a $300,000 order now to bring in my inventory for Christmas sales because it's right there in front of them. They're not worried about borrowing. They're not worried about, hey, how do I do this? You've got clarity on your financials and the purpose what happens to most business owners is they see big numbers, so they think they can spend more than they have. Yeah. And the reality is they can't. So, Rocky, you mentioned that you work with business owners over a, a fair amount of time. What's your input? How, how do you work with businesses? So the biggest thing we do is the first thing we want to know is where are you today? Then we actually set up projections and we look at where do you want to be over the next year? And again, they're never perfect but at least we have a dartboard to, to look at to say, hey, how am I doing against my scoreboard? And every month we measure, hey, this is what I said I was gonna do. This is what happened. What caused it to the plus or minus? So what were the good behaviors that allowed us? How do we do more of the good behaviors? What was a, a bad outcome? How do we prevent that in the future? And then really digging through their financials and bringing awareness of where their money is going. More often than not, they don't understand where their money is going. And a big part of that, which I know you know about, is seller's discretionary expenses and spending. A lot of times, you know, because we own a business, we want to put extra stuff through the business so we don't pay taxes. I'm not against that, but I want awareness. Most business owners aren't aware how much extra stuff they're putting through their business discretionary. So a lot of times what we will do is we'll set up separate systems for that. We'll tell them to get a separate credit card just for their discretionary expenses, right? So that it's clear and easy to say, wait, I spent $3,000 last month on discretionary. Yes, you did. You're pulling that out of your business. That's why you can't pay yourself this week because you've spent it. And so it's just that awareness. Plus, when you go to sell your business, you can say, hey, these are all my discretionary expenses. These are the things I chose to do that I didn't need to do. And if you want, you can set up a separate bank account to put money aside for those of you who really want to have high discretionary expenses. That's perfectly fine. Then you can look at your account and go, okay, this is how much money I have to spend. Can I afford it? Can I not afford it? This is about smoothing out cash flow. And, and letting you have upfront information about what you can and can't spend. Because if I see a big pile of money, I think I can spend. But you forget, a lot of that money has already been spent somewhere else. Yeah. And you just don't realize it. Yeah, I know for a lot of business owners, tax is a killer because they, they're never sure how much it's going to be because they haven't you know, completed their, their tax returns. They're not on top of those. Um, at some point down the line, you know, they just get hit with this massive tax bill. It, it smacks them in the face. They haven't prepared for it. You know, it, it creates a, a cash flow glitch for them. <clears throat> Rocky, I love it. It's, it's simplicity. You're, you're teaching business owners um, 
cash flow accounting on their terms, if you like, in a way that their mind works because they're not looking at the tax. You know, they're, they're looking at business and, 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 and they, they, look, they want to make decisions and they want to grow the business. They're looking forward. They want control. They want simplicity. And it sounds like this is what it is. So we've covered a bit of ground. It's a, it's a, it's a simple, beautiful concept. Rocky, what's the one key message? You know, we, we've been talking you know, about it. What, what's the one the, the concept you want listeners to remember this, this episode by? So here's the thing. Most people don't take action. Yep. And when it comes to money, there's a whole lot of emotion with it too. Good so what we tell people is I just want you to do one teeny little thing. Go open one bank account. And every month, just take 1% of your sales and put it in that bank account. And then in three months, look at what you've got and realize you would have wasted that money without even thinking twice. And then either get more serious or maybe put 2% in that bank account and see that your business has access that you are not paying attention to and you're just letting it leak. And we all do it. It's just life. Yeah, look, that, that's brilliant, isn't it? It's like any big change always starts with something small, whether it's giving up smoking, losing weight, taking up exercise. You, you don't go straight in. You, you do a little bit and get it better and better and better through consistency. Brilliant. Thanks, Rocky. You're welcome.